on today's which word of the day, Kevin. I'm so excited. I'm so glad I came across this in my searchings. The word of the day is proserpexa, and this is the name of a demoness. She's very powerful. She was also called the Sister of the Dark. And um, in 1932, her worshippers tried to kill all of humanity with an with um, magic. They tried to destroy <laughs> the world, but they were stopped by an earthquake. They were all killed, and they were swallowed in her temple in their little city called Sunnydale. Oh, I wonder where this is going. <laughs> so in uh, 2002, Willow, Willow Rosenberg attempted to eliminate all life on Earth using the effigy of Proserpexa. So I thought this was fixy, or fitting for what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. This is, oh, this is Words of the Witches, episode 95. I have to say that first. And <laughs> I am Kevin, your resident Charmed resource. And I'm Sean, and I just love comic books. And today we have a returning, wonderful, amazing guest, Pat Shand. <laughs> this is super exciting because you came on uh, before we started season 10, and now you're back to help us end the journey. Yes, I'm not sure if I come uh, uh, to welcome arms or hatred or what, who knows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, you wrote this season. We've say, said your name a lot this season. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you've had a lot of different feedback over the years about these comics. Yeah, I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you've kind of been listening to this podcast as well. So I wanted to ask you, how are we doing? Have we made interpretations that are correct? Or is there anything we got completely wrong? <laughs> Um, no, nothing that I would say is wrong. It, it has been interesting. Um, I think that this happens in fantasy in general. Um, in fact, it reminds me of a moment in uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Okay, uh, there's this moment when Harry is walking to his death and uh, he opens the golden snitch and out comes the resurrection stone. And I've seen reactions that people record, and so many think that this is going to be what saves him from death but it's just the symbol to bring back his loved ones. And I have noticed a few symbols that I include because it's a magical universe. There are all these theories about what they could be magically. Like for example, uh, the effigy that is made in the comic titled effigy, there was all this theorizing over whether that's going to, you know, play a part in the climax. But really that was a symbol for what was happening to Prue. Um, and, that kind of thing is expected, and I like it, where people are sort of looking at every stone and turning everything over just to, you know, see. But the truth is that I feel like this season came together in a way that I, I wouldn't say is simple, but was probably a, a bit more straightforward um, than some were theorizing. Because I wanted it to be about the emotion and less about the intricacies of the magic. Sure. It's very much the mantra of the show, actually, too. Yeah. So, yeah. 
was there any moments when you were listening to us, Pat, where you were like, these guys are so dumb. I can't believe they're not getting this. <laughs> or anytime you were like, I can't believe they said that about me. <laughs> no, no. Um, though, I, I'll say this. Um, you guys are wrong about Piper not calling her dad daddy. She 100% <laughs> someone who, if her life wasn't this way, her family would be in Disney 24-7. She is. <laughs> She might not have said it on screen, but that that is her voice to a T, in my opinion. But if that's the smallest quibble I have, you, you guys are doing pretty well. <laughs> okay. All right. Touché. I'll take it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's get started. Oh, my goodness. Silence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Season 10, Issue 20, The Reason. I keep thinking of that Hooba Stank song. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> now I do too. I didn't when I was writing it, uh, but it's hard not to now that you're surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the lyrics fit. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this was published September 14th, 2016. It feels longer. That was like, what, seven years ago? It feels longer and shorter, you know. Um, during that time, I was writing three ongoing series for Zenoscope, and I still feel so connected to them. And, I mean, there's there's multiple podcasts going on right now about this run, and that wasn't happening then. So <laughs> I, I do still feel very connected to it. Um, though, I'll, like, read along a little bit uh, while I hear you guys talk about it, and it hits me different now, you know. I'll... I'll even have those moments like, oh, wow, I, I wrote that. I don't even remember that at all. Uh, so it's been cool reliving it with you guys. And it does feel at once more distant and closer to me than I would have thought about. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Nice. And neat. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And this was written by you. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> artwork. I, I was never sure if I said her name right. Is it Elisa Felice? Is it Elisa? I've always said Elisa, but the truth is I have never heard a word that she's spoken out loud. It was all through email. Um, but I would say Elisa or Eliza. The truth is I don't know. Okay. Um, that's her. She's the artist. Uh, colors that's by it. Valentino Cuomo. Letters by Christy Sawyer. Edited by Pat Shand. And cover by David Seidman. And this is the final cover. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Uh how do we feel about it? It's weird. It's weird because I, I mean, Sean. <laughs> oh God. Feel free. If you don't like something, just say it. I, I don't mind. I, um, my, uh, my feelings are hard as a rock. Please, please feel free to. If you think that this is, um, I, I, there's magically delicious. There's the next level. Yeah. And then, um. Uh, demonically atrocious or whatever. So, <laughs> you guys feel that way about the book, the cover, please feel free. Oh, good. I'm going to let loose. This cover is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I do really like this cover. I love um, Prue and the tentacles the most. The only thing I don't like about the cover is, for some reason, I don't like the way Paige is posed. She looks like... I don't know. She doesn't look battle ready. She looks like she has her arm around a kid, but then she's got she's holding the orb awkwardly. I don't know. I don't like her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a season. It's a late season seven look again with that mm -hmm. swoosh in the ponytail. 
Uh, and this Phoebe is very much a still trying to kicking season eight premiere kind of look. Um, Let me just say, it's crazy that you can identify that. that that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I've been a little obs- called obsessed once or twice. <laughs> Just once or twice. Why are you Why are you going to Paris soon? And how long are you staying? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna meet Alyssa and Julian. Yay! <laughs> just a weekend, you know, it's fine. <laughs> quick weekend trip just to meet two charmed actors. <laughs> What's cool though too is this Athame is very much inspired by the Witch Wars at the May. They took the WW off, but it's the same shape, the same kind oh. of iconography. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> and I didn't notice there's like a kind of a horned shadow. I guess there's more tentacles in the background too. And mountain, I can't tell, smoke. But yeah, fun. Prue's mind has been poisoned by Haramis, turning her into a volatile mix of the witch she once was and the monster that the Old One's influence has created. The Charmed Ones and their allies head to Salem to prevent Prue from completing a ritual that would lead to a return of the Old Ones. But can they stop their fallen sister before it's too late? <gasps> oh, and I like that you gave a special thanks to Paul Ruditis. What a sweetie pie. Yeah. Paul's the best. Paul's the best. Uh, Paul actually made this whole thing possible, you know? Um, so yeah. if you hated my love, for sure. Blame Paul 100%. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sean, take it away. <laughs> All right. So we pick up where we left off. Um, Paige is being assailed by Prue. We have Piper running towards her, and she says, Paige. And then Paige is like, Prue, I know this isn't you. And Prue's like, please, you came here to stop me after what you did to me. And gasp, she stabs my girl, my page, with the ancient athame, and it goes, and then we see kind of a blue orby thing happening. Yeah. Spitting blood out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I go with the next page? Yeah. All right. So I will say, you guys have been very hard on uh, the The orby. Blurbles, you call it? The blurbles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the most egregious uh, use of the blurbles in the whole run right here. Um, when they burst free from Paige. Um, I, I'll say in the artist's defense, uh, as depicted in the show, one, feel free to hate me. They look horrible in the show itself, too. It's a very poorly done effect. But it's just very hard to draw and, and to look good. But this... First panel is pretty rough with the arms. <laughs> so, uh, here um, we get some foam action uh, from Paige's tears and injury. Uh, the orb is burst free. Um, Piper uh, blasts Prue away from Paige. Says no. Uh, Prue says, "Haha, this is it, Piper. Look at the sky. All those times you and I see the world together, and now here we are. Watch it burn with me. You owe me that." Which. Feels like she doesn't owe her that at all. I mean, <laughs> uh, Piper says, to hell with the world, you just killed our sister. And Paige grabs her foot and says, not dead yet, while orbing them somewhere. Who knows? I do. You guys don't yet. <laughs> yeah, so on the next page, we see the manor, back at the manor, and there's a blue 
light glowing from the window. I guess it's the blurbles. (laughs) 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 And we see Paige and Piper and Prue crash to the floor uh, as we see the spell. Rhyme time moment. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. Uh, and this rhyme time is Hear now the words of the witches. Words of the witches! <laughs> uh, the secrets we hid in the night. The oldest of gods are invoked here. Their great work of magic is sought. In this night and in this hour, we call upon the ancient power. Bring our powers to we sisters three. Next page, continue, finishes it. Oh, uh, we want the power. Give us the power. Sean, does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> no, I've never heard it before. <laughs> yeah, it is the Dominus Trinus, the very first spell of the series that got them their powers. Um, but while that's happening, we see uh, Paige falls to the floor. We see Prue in her Super Saiyan moment, hair blowing in the wind. Um, and <laughs> uh, Piper looking at her. And then we see the Book of Shadows flipping. And then Prue holding her gut. Going, oh. <laughs> Can I just say here uh, how gangster is Paige that she was just stabbed by this ultimate weapon and she still thinks to do this, take this action that is, uh, she, she removes Prue and the one person that she feels can fix the situation from the scene of the crime. Yeah. 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 She's, she's slowly fading away and she's still being proactive. <laughs> That's why she's my favorite. <laughs> So is this because the ancient anthem was broken and put back together? It's not working the way it was supposed to. It didn't take her soul out of existence. It's it's slow activating. It's it doesn't. It's not instant. Okay. So it's like a slow. Oh yeah, right? thing is working on her soul right now. You know, um, think of probably in issue five. I would say that Cole. You know, it was about seventy five percent of the issue that we saw him fading. I'd say probably in the midst of the action, probably about like two minutes. So we saw it internally slower for him, but the actual pace of the fight outside was pretty quick. It's happening a touch slower for Paige. I would say more because she's more of a thug, you know? Like Cole Cole is immensely powerful. I love Cole, prefer him to Paige for sure. Sorry, Paige. But... I don't know. Paige is definitely, um, you know, speaking of Super Saiyan, Paige's power level is way over 9,000. Yes. (laughs) She's over (laughs) 9,000! So we see on the next page, well, Kevin, like, read half the page for me already, so I'm good at it. I'm on easy street. (laughs) So we see uh, Piper going, oh my god. And we see just Prue looking like just so evil. Her eyes are glowing. She's got like the twisted villain smile. And then we see um, <laughs> Phoebe going, the power of three. She's realizing she felt the power of three. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you is that the Book of Shadows casting this spell, or what's happening with that spell? What's happening with the spell is that Paige is dying and the power of three is shifting back to who it was supposed to be to begin with. Okay. 
So it's more like um, a symbolic kind of is because not no words are actually being said. It's just kind of like the symbolic transfer. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say symbolic. No one is saying these words, but the spell itself is happening. Okay, it's gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we then go to where everyone is hiding like cowards. Uh, we have <laughs> and I'll be real here. Um, these gentlemen, difficult to draw in ways that are very different. You know, Charmed, um, the casting department did mean personally no favors by casting <laughs> look the exact same over and over again. All the white brunette guys, you know. Yep. That's why we got rid of the Um All right, so um, Coop, I'm a, I'm 95 sure. <laughs> says, uh, "What about it, uh, Phoebe?" I felt I don't know a shift. Something's wrong. Uh, Coop asks Phoebe where she's going. They should listen to Piper. Uh, Phoebe is not with that. Um, she says that she gets why Coop beamed her away. She does. And honestly, for the past two hours, I was pretty sure that you were dead, Coop. So please don't yell. Please don't make me yell at you now. We try to communicate with Prue's spirit for a moment. It worked, and then, well, obviously, Hermes grabbed the wheel. You've tried invading her mind. I tried reflecting her emotions back at her. None of it worked. This is a long shot, but I'm wondering. What would happen if we reflected my memories back at her? My memories of how it felt to grow up with her as a big sister. Coop says, Phoebe... And I'm thinking, what could you possibly have to add personally? TV uh, <laughs> says, everyone else has given up on Prue. I can't. And someone off panel, an immense mystery, who knows, says not everyone. Who could it be? Mm. And it's Leah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in the back, too, just to remind you that they, that they still exist. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> so now we cut to Kareem and Adel, and they're on a dock. No, you should say how you guys have been saying it. Go for it. Adel. Adel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the story behind this character? Yes. What was the question? You guys know the story behind the character? No. Sure. Bruh. Oh, my God. So th this is a real person. Um, Adel is a real person. Real person's name designed after a real person. Uh, he pledged on Zenoscope's Kickstarter for their Grim Fairy Tales animated series to be drawn as a major character in, wow. in the next season of Charmed. Okay. Well, thank you, Adel. <laughs> yeah, I love your name, Adel. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's there with Kareem, and they're looking for Tyler. <laughs> Adel's like, we kind of looked everywhere. And Kareem's like, nope, I'm not stopping till I find him. Uh, and then all of a sudden these like blurbles appear around Kareem. And Adel's like, whoa, how are you doing that, man? Whoa, crazy. He's like, no, you're doing it. <laughs> um, and then they appear into the sky and start falling. And so who's orbing them? That's Paige from afar. Oh, Paige. So she's remote orbing. Okay, great. Remote orbing. She is elevating her power at her weakest moment here. Um, That's pretty amazing. This is uh, Paige's big moment, which, skipping ahead a little bit, 
There are some that feel that uh, Paige's resolution is a cop-out for her. And I'll get into that. I get it. Um, and I'll get into the why uh, what happens to her happens to her. But Paige is very heroic here. Um, and one might say that orbing her charges into the midst of an apocalyptic situation. <laughs> you know, but she, she trusts them. She trusts the work that she's put into them. And she knows that uh, these two put with Tyler, that's a recipe for heroism. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. See? that You, you know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they fall into the arena, the battlefield of the gods coming through the fire portals. And they're like, ah, there are giants in the sky. Um, and so Kareem sees Tyler and goes to untie him from his beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So then on the next page, we see, I just love our Tyler and Kareem moments. Thank you for giving us these paths. Yes. But we see... Tyler in Kareem's arms, and he says, no, it's not. Look around you. Prue made me do this. I did this, Kareem. Me. And then we see... Oh, crap. I forgot her name. Amelia. 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 She says, thanks. Also, who are you? And he's like, my name is Adel, and I have a beautiful name, and I'm an attractive person. <laughs> and he says, I'd explain how I'm here, but I don't really know how I'm here. Also, it's kind of taking all of my concentration not to completely lose it. And then Cream says, where are the charmed ones? And Benjamin says, gone, see? <laughs> They're not here. They're scram. Adios, see? And then Cream says, if you did this, you can stop it. And Tyler says, no, no, I can't. It's too much. I... Cream says, listen to me, you can do anything, anything. And Tyler says, you have to get out of here before the old ones land. They're going to, and then Cream just grabs Tyler's head and pulls him in and gives him a forehead kiss and says, Shh, I'm staying by your side and we're going to make it through this together. Remember at the docks what I told you about the future? It's not something to be scared of. It's a story we haven't told yet. So he's referring to the France trip, which is very mm -hmm. sweet. And then yeah. Tyler says, stick close. And he's got these like big Cyclops eyes going on. He's flamey eyes. And Creamy says, you don't even have to ask. It's wonderful. It's so sweet. Those yeah. two are definitely fun to read. You know? um, I, I always thought it was a little weird that um, Charmed didn't do more LGBTQ stuff, you know? Yeah. Because not only is the sector of the audience so big, I just saw a bunch of opportunities for it to work. And I think that it just felt natural for Tyler to be that character and for him to have a major role, you know? Because, like, there's all this focus on um, passing down knowledge and safety to the next generation. You know, Paige has her charges. Since the beginning, they've been saving innocence. And we've seen them fail a lot at saving innocence. And we haven't seen a lot of these innocents and charges go on to live prosperous lives. So I wanted to show that, to show them preparing the next generation for, you know, they, they aren't always going to be around. And, and hopefully one day the Charmed Ones, as much as Piper at the end of this is leaning into her role 
as this sort of like boss ass witch. You know, I think that they should also be actively preparing the world for if something goes wrong, you know, if they aren't always there. And Tyler is a great successor um, as protector of the magical world to me. Definitely. All right. Yeah, so. I like. I like to think if the show came back, they would have a lot more representation, but you're right. Like they had a missed opportunity, but I wonder if it's just because it was so early on that people were afraid to show that. On Holly TV talked about it a little bit. They said they weren't, they weren't really allowed. They tried to had to wow. be very. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. All right. So um, Prue is blasting. You know, uh, she says, there it is. The one thing I was missing charmed, charmed again. Uh, <laughs> um, so, oh, all right. One thing I will address. Um, there's a reason that I kept having <laughs> having the characters blown through walls and not. <laughs> okay. And okay. I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. It's because no powerful witch would die that way. Prue's death being blown through a wall is crazy. Um, and to me, I rationalized that as the blow from Shax's actual energy had to be what took her out, or maybe there was just a poorly placed beam, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I feel like all these characters, Prue included, could take a wall throw the same way that we could take a punch, you know? Um, so that was me kind of like amending that aspect. Gotcha. Um, my oh, mind. I like that. Um, so uh, Prue is blasting. Uh, she she crackles this cabinet, um, and then she starts to feel pain. It seems uh, she says, "Gyag," right? <laughs> <laughs> um, those are so difficult to write, like to figure out the the sound. I say it out loud what what I want it to sound like, and then I'll try to break it down phonetically. Um, but Prue uh, says that she feels Phoebe in her head. I know what you're trying to do. Don't worry, little sis. I'll make time for you soon. And then she starts with the fireball action. Yeah. Oh. So I have a quick question. Actually, it was from the last scene when everybody was tied to the poles. I think it was at the yeah. end of 19 when they showed all the students on the ground. Hopefully you, re you remember this because I know this was a while ago for you. But um, it looked like they were all sit laying in blood. Was I think it was like, shadows. Shadows? Was shadows? Okay. I was wondering if maybe that was like a coloring error or just, yeah. I don't know. It looked like blood. I, um, I don't know because I've been um, – we're recording this before 19 drops, and yeah. I've been re-skimming along with you guys. So that I don't 100% know. But while you read this, I'll look it up. Okay. Because oh, I, cool. I remember you saying that. When we recorded 19, I'm like, I don't know if that's right, but maybe. I was just like, I just kind of went with it. <laughs> but I think it's Shadows because they are alive in the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I was happy that they're alive because I would have been really dark to kill all the kids. <laughs> all right. Uh, then the next page, we see the fire that Prue shot makes like this whole fire wall right where Piper was going to run to. Uh, out the door, and it goes boom, and then she turns around. And she goes ah. So, what Piper is doing is some kind of power here. I don't know if it's explosive or freezing. <laughs> Do you know? Um, 
I would say that would be explosive, probably. Um, okay. I offhand don't know because whatever it is, it has zero effect on Prue. Right. Uh, Prue, I mean, I think that one thing that we were careful to do is show um, Prue purposely scaling her power. Um, and she even references it this, in this page by saying that, that this isn't a fair fight. Like, obviously, Piper is very powerful, uh, but Prue is supposed to be on the next, 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 next level. I mean, she just walks past the tribunal and they all explode. Right. Uh, so <laughs> she could take Piper out with a snap of her fingers, you know, Thanos uh, her pretty much. But she she's being dramatic here, you know? Yeah. She likes the dance. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but Kevin actually rereads that scene of the tribunal exploding and he masturbates because he hates the tribunal and the elders so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on both counts. Um, and <laughs> I, have my, I have my answer for the for the shadows. Um, there's a red tinge on the entire page because of the sky, but those are shadows under those kids. Okay, good, good, cool. Good. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, so Piper does her power, no effect, and proves like, sorry, Piper, this isn't a fair fight. You know, part of me wants to give you the illusion that it, this is a struggle, but I have places to be. So <laughs> uh, she, she's like, the world is ending and you could have been there with me for the show. You should have given up. Yeah. So she's like, I guess it's time to take you out. And then Piper's like, not in my, as she falls to the ground. Yeah. And then we see on the next page, we get a glimpse. I'm sure this is a you look familiar, Kevin. <laughs> it's funny, she's so familiar to me, though. Reminds me of this old stray that used to hang outside my loft. Familiars, that's what I'm looking for. Have we met before? You look familiar. Yeah, it's definitely inspired by something. Does anybody want to guess? Because I can tell you, but I want to see what anybody knows. Season <laughs> I can't tell you. Two? <laughs> It is season two. Good. Um, Piper this doesn't is, have bangs. Piper does not have bangs. Um, so this is very much inspired by a shot in season two, episode 17, How to Make a Quote Out of Americans when they're like cuddling and having a sister moment. Um, it's the closest, you know, picture of Prue so far. By far. Shannon. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Okay, continue. There's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Piper finishes by saying blood, and then Prue says, ugh, Phoebe, I swear, I, and then we see another memory of Piper in season one, because she does have bangs, <laughs> and then we see <laughs> Prue looking into the uh, Athame going, oh, because she's seeing, you know, the bloody fucking mess that she's become with glowing green eyes, and then we see, uh, who is that, Phoebe as a little girl? No. <laughs> Ah, Piper? It's Piper again. Piper? It's okay. that 70s episode, Piper. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not uh, an expert. You know, you know. Um, the bottom and the top are definitely taken from screenshots of the episodes. The middle one, I know it's season one, but I can't place it in any episode. So I don't know if anybody knows. But um, I will say here, um, referencing actually drawing Shannon as Prue, on top um we had to make sure cbs was cool with that because that's 
you know, it's the most that we've shown of her, but it's also for sure like we purposely don't show the features of her face to, to get, get away with it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But Shannon actually is not the only actor who we couldn't draw the face. Um, in my career, there's been two, no, three actors who's, who I wrote for whose faces we couldn't draw. Um, two are in Charmed, and one was uh, Christian Bale from Equilibrium. And he is the lead character of Equilibrium. So we had oh. to give him the beard, you know, put him out in the woods, grow a big bushy beard oh, axe, wow. and um, just pretty much draw him as a generic white, you know? Um, but do you guys know who the other one from Charm was? I'm guessing Kaylee Cuoco. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. We uh, snuck her in face down in issue, I think, 18 or something. <laughs> so did that change between season 9 and 10? Because in season 9, they do show her face. Yes. Okay. Interesting. It was not an impossibility. It was just too much of a to-do. And I was told that she was CBS's biggest star, period, at that point. So to not really bother with it. Gotcha. Mm. Wow. Well, cool. Good to know. I love the little inside scoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. All right. So, um, Phoebe, uh, she's shouting. No, sorry. Uh, Piper's shouting, Phoebe, if you can hear me, keep going. You're, you're getting through to her. You're... Then we smash cut uh, to Hermes with um, Paige reflected in his eyes, its eyes, their eyes, who really knows, you know? Um, Prue says no, and then reiterates, shouting no, and does what I was just talking about. That's <laughs> Piper into a motherfucking wall, you know? She's like, yeah. this freaked me out, how about you, you know? <laughs> and I think, you know, as, as Charmed Ones, as witches, they do have more durability for sure. So I, I like your point there too. So now we have a double spread. Lots going on. <laughs> so it's the big action scene where Kareem and Tyler and Adel are keeping the old one monsters demons at bay, uh, keeping them from touching the ground as they are coming out of their portals. Uh, we see the students there. We see Amelia there. We see the Petrified Stone Henry and <laughs> ben- <laughs> um, Benjamin. What? We see White Daryl. White Daryl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> um, ben and Kira are there. But yeah, so fun. And uh, Tyler's really in it. He's like, I can't close the portals. They keep coming. And then Amelia looks at the students and she says, the seeds are in their chest and I think it's the old one's connection. Um, She's like, I can probably get rid of them. And then Daryl's like, oh, hello, these are children. No, 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 you're not killing them. (laughs) Well, she's like, we gotta do something. And then Tyler comes up with this great idea to have Kareem go destroy the seeds because his power can possibly do it without hurting them. Ooh. Uh, and Kareem's like, I won't leave. And then Tyler says, I know you're here. and I-, I can do this. Uh, so he goes, all right. Boombox hands are in the house. We, we are <laughs> going to go do this. <laughs> so he uh, does his clear on the students. And <laughs> uh, he destroys the seeds from inside. And they are 
you know, saved. Yay, it's working. Yay. <laughs> and they're not in a pool of blood. No. <laughs> All right. And then we see uh, Tyler go, it sure is. They're pulling back. Keep going, Kareem. Adel. Adel. Keep hitting them <laughs> with your gas. <laughs> and then Adel says, I have to get cooler powers like yesterday. Yeah, because he's like shooting gas at them. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it's making the same um, noise as the fart gun <laughs> in Despicable Me. I mean, it probably smells just the, just the same. Oh, it's sulfur in there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell. <laughs> um, and then Adol says, come on. And he's like using his fire to keep the old ones at bay. We get this crack. And then he starts laughing because he did it. Ha ha. Ha ha. You did it. You did it. <laughs> All right, now we see um, Prul, Prul, you know, uh, Prue approaching uh, the hole in the wall that she's made. Um, we see Paige reaching out, still alive. And Prue, for a moment, moved by the emotions that Phoebe has shown her, says, Paige, oh my God, Paige, are you? And she smacks herself and says, no, that's not you. That's one clawing at you from the inside. I'm going to tear down everything you've done. Piper says, that's not just Phoebe trying to get through. The power of three is backing you. I can feel it drowning out Hermes. Please look at me. You haven't thought this before. And then Prue says, before what? The power of three says, I deserve another shot, huh? Is that why Paige is on the floor dying there? Are you going to tell me that that's my destiny, et cetera, et cetera? Everything happens for a reason, huh? And I'll say this. This was my biggest problem with Charmed as a series. I feel like... The characters have gone through way too much and lost too much and messed up too much and, and, and have the powers that be treat them way too poorly for them to think that there's a reason for everything. I think that they would be a bit more bitter about this and Prue became the epitome of that theme for me, that she's the one who would think, if everything happens for a reason, what the fuck is the reason for me? Like, why, why me? Why do you all get to live your lives and have these families? If everything happens for a reason, why have I been stranded this way? So she says that and says, what's the reason for this? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just, the feels, okay. (laughs) Uh, Taking a moment of silence there. Um, But yeah, Prue continues and she's like, why did I die? Why didn't I just... And then Piper drops the wisdom. (laughs) She says, I don't know. Maybe we were wrong all along. Maybe there isn't a reason. And then Prue is on the verge of tears and she has that face. um, And she says, maybe it's on us to give meaning to our life or death as Piper starts crying. (laughs) Yeah. And what I like what you're saying here, Pat, is like, it makes sense if you're a charmed one, if you're the you know harbor of the nexus of the all a bad day is going to be a really fucking bad day so i like that we're seeing like for prue she's having a really bad day and everybody's feeling it because she's so uber powerful Mm -hmm. so we see um piper and prue are looking through the hole in the wall at their dying page and piper says we know what happened to you prue we know you never meant for this and then prue says i think i get it now page and she looks at the athame and she starts rolling up her shirt because going all the way back to earlier in this season 
mind blown. She looks at the tattoo that says one will die and one will rise. And she finally understands. Yeah, and she understands what it means. She does. Um, and that was um, that was a trick early on. Um, we were meant to think that that had already happened. You know, um, mm -hmm. that it could have been interpreted multiple ways. Um, the main one I'd say is that uh, Cole dies and Benjamin rises in his body. Um, but this was always going to be the true meaning of that. Um, as long as CBS let me do this. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> so uh, it continues. Uh, Chris says that she feels it all. All the magic in the world inside of me, it wants out, and it has for a long time. Piper tries to reason with her, says Prue. Prue cuts her off, and she has the hair mist come out. She, she grabs her throat. She is not letting up. And then she apologizes, says that she's sorry. She can't control it. Every time that she has a moment to think straight, she loses her footing. It won't be long before it takes over again. And then she says, do it. And Piper says, what do you mean? And Prue says, help me, and puts the ancient athame in Piper's hands. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, Piper has that realization moment. Zoom in on her eyes. <gasps> and then the next page, we have Prue and Piper staring at each other, completely in tears. Um, they hug. Uh, and then um, Piper says, it's, it's going to be okay now, Prue. Just hold on to me, okay? I'm starting to cry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and then um, Prue looks at her crying. Uh, and Piper takes the blade and she kind of points it at Prue. And then Prue grabs her hands and says, we'll do this. It's kind of like, we'll do this together. Ah! <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> I know. I'm glad I got the next page because I think I'll be able to actually read through it. unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Piper says, I love you so much, Prue. And then we see uh, Piper stabs Prue in the stomach and we see blue light coming from her and we see Piper's eyes. I like to think this is Piper or Prue, Prue's eyes. We see Prue's eyes and I like to think this is Prue kind of accepting what's happening to her and like being okay and also kind of fixing things at the same time. And then the manner it goes all poltergeist and it lights up from the inside. Mm -hmm. All right. We cut back and we have uh, the symbolic hole in the wall behind Piper as she has done what she has to do. And Prue is gone and Paige Wakes up alive, no blood, not even on her. Well, she has a blood stain on her, on her chest still. Her her shirt, the slashes are all gone. Mm -hmm. She says, "Where am I?" Uh, Piper hugs her, says, "I can't believe it. I can't believe you're okay." And then <laughs> this was a bit controversial uh, in the reviews. Uh, Paige says, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, who are you? Piper <laughs> says, your sister. And before they can work out what the hell is happening with Paige, we hear an off-panel voice say, ow, and Piper says, oh, my God, what could she possibly see? And she looks over her shoulder. Oh, my goodness. It's the body of what looks like Prue. She's like, what? How is that possible? How are you standing there? It's like, I can't believe and then we see the person say, 
I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How did I get here? And then Piper breaks down again. She's like, oh, your patience, of course. Um, and Piper starts crying as the other two people look at her completely blankly, like, what is this bitch doing? What's yeah. wrong with her? <laughs> She's the drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then back out in the field, um, Amelia gets to be the one who says, oh, why does it smell like ass? <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then Tyler and Cream both say, but we like that smell. No, sorry. Sorry. Oh, and then... <laughs> oh my God. And then Adel oh. says, maybe it's... <laughs> Adel says, maybe it's the gigantic pieces of old one corpse that Tyler just roasted. And then Tyler says, I'm pretty sure it's your gas power, dude. Your gas power. And Adel's like, shut up. Just because you're like a fire god doesn't mean you get to make fun. And then Kareem says, kind of does. Lame. <laughs> and then we see um, Kira's looking all mad, walking away from Ben. And he's like, Kira, where are you going? Or how did he talk? Hey, Dame, where are you going? And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she like, look, Ben, you're a nice guy and all, especially for a man of your time. You're already mostly stopped with the anachronism anachronistic chauvinism but i fought to get my humanity back to escape all this shit this horrible horrible shit like this it was fun with you but if this is all we have in common maybe it's best if we went our separate ways even though you have a great dick and he's like maybe hell maybe i want to run too but oh, maybe maybe i want to run too but there's a group of kids over there who just went through something most couldn't imagine in their worst nightmares I don't know, Broad. Maybe I'm being presumptuous, but with all of that magical knowledge in your noggin and that big heart of yours, maybe you could help them. Maybe make things less horrible, see? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we got this, Pat. I'm sorry that we uh, ruined Ben. <laughs> no, I, I feel like a uh, trans-Atlantic uh, flair to his voice is very appropriate. All right. Oh, good. <laughs> all right, so here is a sequence of panels that you can thank mm. yes for, uh, for saving Henry's life. Yeah. <laughs> Henry's, uh, and by the way, that one double page spread panel, the, the first one where you just see him as a statue, it's so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, here uh, you see uh, Henry's stone crack, and, and it reveals underneath the stone, boom, there he is. He's okay. He, he says, page. And he's surrounded by a bunch of strange kids, um, including what looks like a clone of Leo. And uh, <laughs> he says, <laughs> he says this no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to seven months later with a beautiful, establishing shot of the manor. It seems to be fixed again. You know, put, put, put Leo back to uh, work there. And we're good. Yeah. So I told Sean last episode that Henry died when he turned to stone. So talk about that a little bit, because he was supposed to stay dead. <laughs> yes, um, Henry was... Uh, I'm not sure if he was going to ever turn to stone in the first draft or turn to stone and be shattered. Um, but he was supposed to be dead, for sure, yeah. Um, uh, in the outline that I presented... Um, 
everything was as is, but it was a bit slower because we were going to issue initially to 24, then to 22. And by the time I outlined we were going to 22, not 24. So it was paced for 22. And then I was asked to shorten it to 20. And then I asked for 20 to be extra thick. And they said yes. So in 19, that was supposed to be the end of Henry. Um, and Paige's resolution would have been a bit different, obviously. <laughs> but CBS said that that's a bit too much. And probably I agree. Um, I probably agree. I hmm, I think I'm the right number. I 55% agree. So I more agree than don't. Uh, but Henry made it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he did. He's my favorite of the husbands. Mm-hmm. All right. So then seven months later, here we are. We see Phoebe and Coop, not Benjamin, not Cole, but Coop. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they say, welcome home. And she's like, look, baby girl, everyone was waiting for you. Um, PJ Parker, meet your new sister, Peyton Hallowell, the official name of the third one. Yay. <laughs> uh and then uh, she brings the baby into the house. Uh, and then we see like a narration of Piper talking. It says, today Phoebe brought her new daughter home and the timing was just right. It's not like the white letter days. It took Leo forever to finish repairs on the manor after what happened. Yeah, because he's all human and stuff. <laughs> uh, and then we see a nice little picture of the four sisters, Prue with her blonde hair, her little patient's body. Uh, <laughs> And it says, you know, I always try to focus on the positive, And it was beautiful to see the family together today. But sometimes, sometimes I catch myself looking around the room expecting to see you. Of course, you're never there as she turns. I'll add here, um, I, memory doesn't serve 100%, but I am almost 100% sure that it was Paul who named Peyton. Mm. I think, I mean, throughout this entire season, like, you know, he was credited as editor for the first uh, first arc of, of the season, um, but he he stayed on helping me when I needed help, and uh, we we talked about it a lot. And I am pretty sure that uh, Paul named Peyton. Oh, okay, nice. All right, and then we see the sisters at a restaurant, and it says, Patience comes around sometimes. She's become a dear friend. It's odd looking at her and not seeing your soul. I still don't understand how she's back, and neither does she, but I know that somehow you were responsible. Phoebe is still using her empathy to help Paige with her memories after the night we almost lost her. She was pretty much a blank slate. She still has a long way to go, but now Amelia is helping out when she can, too, in no time Paige will be back to her old self she asks about you a lot the silver lining to all of that though is that she has henry to help when we're not around they're going through a hard time together but i think the thought of how close henry came to losing Paige was eye-opening for him they're going to be okay when Paige is ready she has a standing offer at knox academy kira and benjamin are rebuilding the staff from scratch and lord knows they could use some help I don't know if it's a place for her, but time will tell. My only complaint here, 
it seems it seems a little like kind of rapey to me that the first time we see Henry and Paige together is like they're in bed and she's regaining her memory. So I just imagine he's like, you love taking it up the ass. You love doing laundry. Like he's telling her whatever he wants. All right. So, so uh, what I'll say here is um, by the time that we see Paige, Piper's saying that she has a long way to go. She has most of herself back already. She doesn't have her memories back 100%, but she's still she, – she's the page that we know again. She she knows that she loves Henry. That's one of the most important things in her entire life. All that is one of the first things to come back to her, and that is – that's the only thing that I'll cry foul about the other reviews is that um, you know some, some believe – and if you guys believe this, please feel free – I'll just state why I think it's not right here. Some feel that uh, Paige having her memories wiped at the end was a cop-out because that enables her to move past her issues with Henry. That is not the case at all. Everything that Paige felt is being restored. By the time that we see her in these flash-forwards, they're well restored. She already has those same trepidations. It's Henry who left. Henry's the one who felt himself almost die. He saw what it was like to have Paige gone, and he's sort of helping nurse Paige back to health. Henry's the one who came to his come-to-God moment. He's the one who, who sees, all right, I'm in this. Yes, we're in danger, but I saw what happens when the danger is at its height. I could lose her, and I would rather be with her in the face of this danger then go off on my own and try to figure out life without her. So that's his moment there. Paige never had any moment where she was like, you have to go. Like, that wasn't her struggle. Her struggle was with Prue, with the sisters. The Henry thing was Henry's struggle. So I don't feel that it's a super fair criticism when people don't like that her mind was wiped. Her mind was wiped just as a result of – there happened to be a price to pay for her being stabbed. Her yeah. soul was being de- deleted. It, it it wouldn't make mystical sense to have her go through unscathed, but we're immediately reversing that. She's immediately getting her her, 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 her memories back here, and we show that here. So all of the things that she was worried about with Henry are actively still here right now. Yeah, and I love that because I think knowing that, and that's how I put together in my head too, like I believe that she was coming back, and that's what made it, all the difference. If she ended this issue with nothing, it was completely just like do do do. Then it would have been a little hard. Yeah. But because she is being restored, I'm like okay. And the fact that Henry and Paige are together, it just means that after all this, nothing else matters. You know, yeah. where the love is there, it's always been there. That's when we're our strongest. So, yeah. Yeah, and I do like the the idea of kind of the symbolism that she had her being a charmed one ripped away from her. So now she has to kind of rebuild and come back into that person that she was beyond what you shared with us about, you know, with the knife. So it makes sense that there'd be this like period of rebirth. And yeah, it makes sense that most of her memories would be back by now. So I'll take back what I said about the rapey. <laughs> <laughs> do you ha- Sean, do you have questions about um, patients being here? Um, well, my interpretation of that. In my head, it makes sense because when 
Prue is stabbed with the ancient Athame. Number one, I feel like she dies much quicker. Her soul dies much quicker than Paige because she's willing. Paige was fighting it. But also I feel like the ancient Athame, hopefully I'm right here because Pat's sitting right in front of me. <laughs> I feel like it was designed the way it was on purpose to kill a soul and not a person per se because the whole point is it kills Prue's soul, but it doesn't kill Patience's soul. Prue kind of restores patience, but Prue's soul is gone. It's something. I feel like it's definitely Prue's action to make amends, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll say that I purposely left it open for people to interpret if it was a byproduct of the Athame reacting to Prue's soul or Prue in her final moments taking this action to reverse something horrific that she did. Because looking back, Prue did what she did to Patience before she and Hermes bonded. Mm -hmm. Um, So... That was a pretty dark action, you know. That that's the moment where, when, when Prude did that to uh, Patience in issue twelve, uh, she obliterated her essence from her body. Um, I was like, "Oh, CBS is going to let me do this. They're going to let me go full Um And and yeah, and I'll say this: um, when the Athame connects with Prue, it isn't like when it connected with Cole or Paige. There is a different reaction here because with Prue being the all, you know, she there's an earlier line about her um, saying that she isn't the all anymore. That wasn't true. That was a complete lie. Um, She was just now able to hide the power from from the Charmed Ones because of her elevation of power now that she was bonded to to Hermes. So there was a much different reaction when the Athame comes into contact with a power that is greater than it. Because the all encompasses all magic, including mm-hmm. the magic of the Athame. Of the Athame, yeah. Right. So there's this immense reaction that allows the Athame to be destroyed and what happens to Prue next to happen to her. Um, and the, the destruction of the Athame is why the process of Paige being killed was stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe this is my turn, right? Yes. All right. So we we see some studying over here. Um, Piper's narration goes: As for me and Leo, well, we're still embracing the weird. With the new tribunal gone, the elders are in disarray. We're talking with Coop about forming a witch council. Nothing is set in stone, but the way that we see it, it's time for people who aren't witches to stop pulling witches' strings from afar. Gang, gang, gang. Clap, clap, clap. Yes, that's right. what we need this whole time. <laughs> we begin our, our classic uh, uh, tribute sequence of Piper pulling up. You look familiar. <laughs> it's funny, she's so familiar to me, though. Reminds me of this old stray that used to hang outside my loft. Familiars, that's what I'm looking for. Have we met before? You look familiar. <laughs> oh, rain's pouring. You know, she has the umbrella popped. It's time for unity. Unfortunately, it leaves me next to no time for shopping, but I make it work somehow. I don't know if you can hear me, Prue. Maybe I'll never know, and, and that's okay. I'll never stop reaching for you. Hmm. Yeah, so this was a You Look Familiar moment based off the first Shadow Piper in the first episode with her umbrella in the rain. That's Yay. right. 
<laughs> so now we see Piper in the attic. I guess she's putting the fragments of what's left of the athame. It's almost kind of like a ghosty athame too, uh, in a box and putting it on the shelf. And she says, so if you're out there, Prue, please know that when I think of you, I think of nothing but all of the beautiful times that we had together. I love you so very much. And then she turns and we see, hey, Piper. And Phoebe and Paige arrive. And Phoebe's like, we heard you talking up here. Is everything OK? And she's like, yeah, I was talking to Prue. And then Phoebe says, do you think she, she can hear you as she holds her hand? Oh, and then on the next page, as the sisters are holding hands, we see that Prue is standing there in her Shannon Doherty before all the madness form. But she's a spirit, and, she, and Piper says, I hope. And then we see somebody off screen saying, why don't you show yourself to them? It's Andy! And he says they'd love the chance to say goodbye, and they hold spirit hands, spirit fingers. They do hold spirit fingers. And in the end, uh, final page. You guys give me the final page here. Oh, before I get to there, yeah. I, do have, I, I mean, you look familiar moment here, too, with the Prue ghost. Have we met before? You look familiar. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, I use the picture from... Which proves it anyway, because she's wearing very much this gray tank top, exactly the same thing. And there's a side profile shot of her walking up the stairs. So I'm using it. <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll note here that um, Prue is with Andy and not her mom and Grams, because fuck Grams, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, final page. Uh, Piper turns as if she hears or feels something. And then we have a shot of, of the manor, door open. They are definitely not cat owners. That door's always fucking open. Uh, <laughs> Prune's voice off panel says, this isn't goodbye. And the door closes. And that is the end of Charmed. <gasps> Yay. Yay. That completes oh, the man. front door closing in every single season, Kevin. It happens at the end of every single season. Not even one season does. <laughs> I'm I'm very bitter about season six. I really am. The hospital doors do not count. It's not the same. <laughs> I know. Uh, the buttons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's beautiful. And I love that because... She de Prue doesn't have to show herself to them because she knows this isn't goodbye. She's still going to be around in some way or another, and there's still other opportunities. Um, that makes me happy. <laughs> uh, before we get into our overall thoughts, I forgot to do power play earlier. <laughs> oh, wow. Power play. And I hope this is the power used. I don't know. <laughs> but it's back when uh, Piper and Prue were having that standoff and Prue just kind of like appears behind Piper. Mm -hmm. I put hyperspeed. Um, okay. So today's power play is hyperspeed. And <laughs> this is more commonly known as super speed, the power to move extremely fast, moving at speeds much greater than that of ordinary beings. Hyperspeed is used to travel distances in a very short time. Some can cover several miles within seconds, and advanced users can even exceed the speed of light. Users are all very difficult to find and fight. 
Offensively, this power can also be used to increase the strength of one's physical attacks as speeding while attacking automatically increases the attack's momentum. On the show, this power is used a lot. Uh, you see it as a pipe. Piper has it as a side effect of the Awakening spell, when they're superheroes, the belt of Gaia, celerity demons, trolls, Mitchell Haynes. Uh, it happened a lot. <laughs> um, if you go by the Flash rules... They have other abilities. You can create a vacuum by rapid circular movement. You can vibrate at such a speed that you can go through solid objects or use super speed to travel through time because why not? <laughs> uh, but in some cases, the momentum is very hard to stop and even experiences experienced speedsters may have difficulty stopping at a crucial moment. And in others, super speed may actually age the user. So very interesting moments of that. All right, so Sean. Overall thoughts about this issue. And be real. <laughs> so I am part of the pro-prue going evil team. I really like the idea that, Pat, you've given us a reason for Prue not coming back. Um, she wasn't ready. And we've seen by her coming back and not being ready to come back, um, she almost ended the world. So I like the treatment of it. I like the idea that... Um, this is actually her doing these actions. Because one thing I talked about on an earlier episode was how Marvel, one of my biggest complaints is they always give reason for the characters to mess up. Like, it's always something else. And the way you wrote it with Aramis, like, he is the outside force, but he's the catalyst that brings out the evil in Prue. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate that, like, there's kind of two Prues going on here, and it, they're both her. They're just different aspects of her. She's dealing with her pain and being shunned and dying before she was supposed to and her sisters moving on without her. But at the same time, she's there for her sister. So I think this is a great end to the series overall, especially like the idea that her spirit survived. She gets her happiness with Andy and we get a tease that she may show up for her sisters one day when she's ready. Cause she says, this isn't goodbye. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely uh, magically delicious. I think the only thing that I came out of with the question is what happened to the nexus of the all? <laughs> and that's, I think that's made on purpose. I think they're supposed to yeah. be, because there's the Imperial sword and the grimoire and all the all, where did it go? It mm -hmm. does exist somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I love this issue like so much. <laughs> and yeah, I do like Prue going bad because to me, it's not a negative thing. It gives us opportunity to love and respect Prue even more. We get to see all these sides of her and see the the pain that she went through. And it's it's a really cool, dramatic way to do it. Um, I'm all for it. And I love that we honor you know Prue at the end here with the spirit and the getting to be with Andy. I mean, I think this is this is the ending that everybody wanted. <laughs> um, you know, this is what we needed in the finale of the show. Uh, and so I think a lot of ways this is better than the finale of the show. Yeah. I'm very happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, you know, um, when I was writing this, I had in the back of my mind to bring my story to a satisfying conclusion, while also the idea that licensed materials are hard to get made. Um, it was difficult to even make sure that we could bring this season to a close and that we, we could make sure that it was going to happen. 
you know, sales-wise, it wasn't always very strong. Um, as you know, we cut the season length down. So as I was writing this, I was, I was thinking this is probably the last post-season eight charm story that will be told. Uh, so I, I wanted to give readers a satisfying conclusion to the series um, that wasn't so much about the future, but stayed in the now. You know, I we had to often navigate around um, the flash forwards from the actual TV series finale, and with this, uh, I wanted to give something that that was powerful, didn't take away from that, but was additive, and. I'm satisfied with how it came out, you know. Um, when you write something and then you look back years later, there's always things that you would change. Um, but I think that the team did well. Eliza Felice, um, say say what you will about drawing uh, the different men. The, those guys look the same in real life too. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> One thing that is amazing about her, beyond being able to juggle so many different likenesses, beyond being able to, you know, reference all these locations, as difficult as, I mean, you know, Kevin, you probably can picture the layout of the manor in your head like that. Um, for an artist to recreate, that's super difficult. So that's all very impressive to me. But the most impressive thing is how many issues she did. Uh yeah. It's very difficult to get an artist to commit to an indie comic for a run as long as this. And she did all the main issues. You know, we we had the, the one shots that did little fill-ins between issues here and there. We had uh, uh, Danielle Demott did, I, I think, two issues. And we had George Esposito do one, I believe. Uh, but Eliza did all the main arcs. And looking back and just knowing how difficult that is, to get done. I'm, I'm very thankful to Eliza for rocking with us and very impressed by her. Nice. Yeah. Kudos. She did put in the work for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially when we learned that some of these were made or some of the art was done in like days. I'm like, girl, I don't know how you did this and got the likenesses. I mean, they're not always great, but like, I know drawing a likeness on, is on. really hard as an artist, but yeah, she, she did a very good job. So I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. One thing I do wish happened, I wish that Phoebe was there in the final battle. Mm. That's the only yeah. thing. Because <laughs> I know she was doing the projection from afar, but it would have been cool if she was there. With a battle like this, it was very much on my mind to give everyone something important to do. And that was, you know, down to small things. And I say small, but it's not small. Um, <laughs> Things like what Tyler and Kareem yeah. and Ernal did, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, just making sure that everyone's arc resolves in a satisfying way while not taking away from the forward movement of the story. Um, I totally feel what you're saying. Um, and, yeah, it was difficult to get all of the places – all the pieces in place where they had to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Phoebe being there emotionally was for sure important to me. Um, and 
And yeah, there's just a lot going on this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I look back at this one and I was like, damn, there, there really is so many moving pieces to the final arc of Charmed. Um, I, I'm glad it's in my past because it looks very difficult to pull off. <laughs> and I think that we largely did. You know, there's, of course, a few things that I would change here and there. Um, but yeah. 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 When this issue shines, it does so in such like profound ways. And actually the whole season left us with so many small clues of dialogue and the tiny details in the drawings, which, you know, were consistent and had massive weight and sentimental implications far beyond the surface. Like people can read this and not see that stuff, but I'm looking at everything and there's so much in there, so much nuance. Um, and it's so clear that you wrote this with so much respect to this series and its fans, but you also took the risk to write something that you wanted to tell, you know, tell a story you wanted. And that's why this is so special, I think. So I just wanted to thank you for everything you brought to this series. Cause it's amazing. Oh, well, I mean, thanks so much. <laughs> now I am, um, I, I had a great time writing it. I had a great time researching for it. I, when I did my Charmed rewatch, I, I wrote copious notes. I think I have like two to two and a half books of full notes on mythology, on plot lines. And one of the things that I looked at when plotting this season was plot lines that I felt were not resolved in a satisfying manner um, or characters I thought didn't get a chance to have their breakout moment. Like Zanku killing Kyra in that moment sucks, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, everyone so, hates that. Yeah. Um, and plus, like, of, of all the villains to take her out, you know, to take Charisma Carpenter out, I feel like he's a nerd, to be honest. <laughs> um, like, looking back at all the different villains from, from, from the series, um, who's my favorite villain is super controversial. Um, but people is Zanku is their favorite, and I'm like, he is a fucking dork. But, <laughs> the one who takes out such a badass I didn't love so being able to reverse that in the way that we did where it pretty much never happened is is pretty fun to me nice yeah my, my favorite villain is Gideon oh yes I did read that somewhere oh. <laughs> <laughs> the greater good blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like that kind of like complex motivation really mm -hmm. interesting to me yeah no idea he was a jerk until it happened so he was a good one that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so next is put that in my canonical hat canonical so oh this is the part where we, we're getting to what's canonical if, or strong callbacks which we highlighted a lot already but i have a little bit of a list <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> but some of i mentioned like the cover the witch wars reference which i loved to the FMA, which Wars blade um the Book of Shadows on the cover was not thick enough. No. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm not going to be a dick about it, but there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we talked, I was curious about how the power transfer happened. I know it's because Pegasus was dying and so it moved right to Prue. It's kind of similar to how it happened when, you know, Paige came into the house for the first time and got to meet with the sisters or when... In, um, Centennial Charmed when they touch hands and the and they become charmed again. The only thing that is not canonical is that Chandelier should have been activated. 
That chandelier should have glowed. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and I guess Phoebe should have been there too. That's it. <laughs> um, oh, and the hexagonal attic window, you know, the little window that's in the attic. There's no stained glass in it. <laughs> yeah, it was just completely, completely bare. So that's well, it. That was a, a bird crashed in. Oh. So they, they they had to off panel. You know, Maybe it was that cat that uh, flew out the window in uh, Once in a Blue Moon. Remember that big? <laughs> oh, jeez! Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so there, uh, cool. So now we're in tips for future white letters. Oh, really? Just messengers, guides. Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for, tips future, for future wives. I was out being a force of good in the universe. Can I go first? <laughs> go for it. Okay, I love this so much. And we talked about it, we hinted at it, um, Pat, earlier. Maybe everything doesn't happen for a reason. Maybe it's up to us to bring meaning to our lives and deaths. Like, that is so amazing because this is completely rethinking one of the strongest mantras that guided their lives in the whole show. And personally, I never liked it much like you because everything happens for a reason is such a dumb belief because it takes away anyone's personal responsibility to anything and chucks every turn of event up to, Oh, that's just meant to be. And I, it's like, fuck that, you know, cause <laughs> um, this is perfect because this new realization means that everyone has individual power over their own lives to make things happen. Um, of course, there are things you can't control, but uh, you still can make as much destiny as you can for yourself um, and take responsibility for this, your actions. So, yeah, don't tell me things happen for a reason. Some things just happen, period. Um, and we are just left to cope. So that's my tip. That's my moral. <laughs> I mean, that's that's mine as well. You know, I did put it in there. Uh, and uh, this is one of those books where, like, you know, I love and appreciate subtle writing, but this is one where it was essentially a reversal, as you said, of the show's core mantra. So I outright stated, you know, I didn't want to be super subtle about it. I didn't want to hint at things. The meaning of this uh, sort of being a subversion of things having to have that kind of baked in meaning this is the reason everything happens for a reason that was the theme of the entire season and here we definitely um call attention to that and um yeah that that is what i was hoping people would take away for sure yeah um i kind of hinted at this earlier but i love that everything has a cost that's what i really got out of this like mm. we don't just get nothing's easy we can't just get prue to come back there's there's got to be a cost and i like that what we've seen throughout this season is we see that cost played out, but then there's that moment where she realizes, well, shit, look at everything that I've done. And she realizes the penance that she has to pay for what she's done. So I like that whole idea of kind of redemption and just things not being an easy answer. Hmm. Yeah. Whew. All right. Next is, ooh, onomatopoeia. I'll say I don't write it outright, um, but as you guys said, you can hear the uh, gas power as 
you know. So uh, there you go. Thanks for that written in there. <laughs> and that's the we, one. We all need a fart joke every now and then. I mean, we right. do. <laughs> They're always funny. <laughs> all right, Sean. Um, Mine, I, I don't know why I get such a kick out of this, but I feel like I say that all the time. But when um, Kareem is using his power on the kids to destroy the seeds, I just love how, like, it's so dramatic. There's so much going on. And then the seed just goes, fuck. <laughs> like, it's such a small little explosion. <laughs> so I just, that gives me a lot of uh, enjoyment. <laughs> um, for me, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm actually going to give it. To the one that I imagined <laughs> because it did happen but it's just not in those book um it's the ching for the pru telekinesis sound at the door oh okay you know an onomatopoeia there would have been like ooh. <laughs> I'll add to um I do like that um uh we see Kareem's power come into effect and we make pretty good use of the automobile kaboom and then i like the cute little book of the seed bursting in the <laughs> poor clinical girl's chest who proves absolutely tormented yeah oh definitely yeah all right so now we're at most valuable panel i'll say for me personally um it's the moment when prue sees her face reflected in the ancient aftermath uh, uh. where she's like ah um look what i become yeah like a real a mirror, real look at yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, for me, it's it's Prue as well. This is such a Prue issue. Um, when she's looking at the tattoo and realizing, like we're realizing that Pat gooped us all along, like he fooled us all. But Prue's realizing the cost and like realizing that she has to sacrifice herself to save everybody. So that just really was heavy to me. Yeah. Um, for me, it's that you look familiar shot of the original Charmed Ones taken from How to Make a Quilt Out of Americans. I always had a full body reaction to that, even when I first read this, because it was like such a personal memory, too. Um, and so it was, I felt like I was kind of feeling what Prue in that moment was feeling. Uh, it's a memory of what the heart of what they did best as sisters and witches and a really amazing moment in their Charmed Ones career um so that's why it's really special um yeah all right so sexiest drawing i mean it doesn't have to be sexy I mean, sexy it doesn't have to be ooh la la but <laughs> i mean just from my perspective um uh let's see what, what page was it uh oh i don't have all, all the pages open over here there we go it's page 27 um piper's looking a little thick running up those stairs <laughs> And that's all I got. This is not a very sexy issue, you know? Right. <laughs> um, mine's going to be any image of Adel because I'm trying to make it right. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine is um, the spirit of Andy smiling at Prue just because I think mm. the way it's drawn is so well. It's just such like a loving pure smile of love towards prue and i love seeing that ending for her so you're sexy mr andy he's a cutie for sure it's true yeah mm -hmm. that's true. um my sexist drawing is <laughs> the manor door closing <laughs> <laughs> it's sexiest in the badass sense in the hit in the feels sense um 
this is the only acceptable option to end the series on. <laughs> um, and everything that came before it that led up to that was perfect. So, yeah, it's a great final closing. <sighs> okay, so now we're at our issue ranking. Is this Magically Delicious, Pretty Wishing, A Sorcerer's Apprentice, Disenchanting, or Vanquishable? Actually, I already said it earlier. Oops. Yeah, you did. Magically Delicious. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magically delicious all the way through. Absolutely. <laughs> For everything we talked about. So, yay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for the shillelagh. <laughs> it's so much fun reading that one. A really it's fun episode. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys were talking about it, I was laughing out loud. Because uh, <laughs> that, that was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Tobias is like Irish leprechaun accent the whole way through. Just yeah. crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, but yeah, if you guys um come up with any questions later on, I'd be happy to do a follow up. Um, okay. But yeah, no, th- thank you so much for this podcast. It's been really fun to relive the season with you guys. Um, it was an honor to write it then, and it's cool that people look back and still find enjoyment from what I wrote. Yeah, it's, I'm so glad that we get to cover this in detail. You know. Um, and that music episode was really cool too, where you uh, had that uh, person do, do songs based on the um, yeah the Encantadas. The Encantadas, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did uh, Ben call them? The Encantadas. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I want an apple empanada, please. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so Sean, I get to do what's next this time because this is like the end of a, an era. So what's next is our season 10 quiz show. Ah! <laughs> so I will put Sean to the test. I decided to do a separate episode because I'm definitely not going to quiz him against Pat Shan. That would be not fair at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a separate episode where we have an epic game battle and look back at um, the season. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us again, Pat. Um, where can people follow you and find all your stuff? You can find me at Pat Shand on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, I am usually launching something new on Kickstarter at least once a month. So if you enjoyed my writing on this, I guarantee that you would love my other work, especially Destiny in the Earth. It's a long-running series uh, that you know combines magic, drama, romance, comedy, all that stuff that Charm does, uh, I'm still doing on my own title. Uh, so if you want to check me out there, follow me on social, and you'll be seeing me post pretty constantly. Uh, but thanks for sticking out with Charmed. Uh, it was quite a long run, and I enjoyed going through with, with you guys again. Yeah, and subscribe to the newsletter. That's always great, yeah. too. Yes, please. Yeah. All right, Sean, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me mostly on Instagram under Sean Perrette. That's S-H-A-W-N-P-O-R-R-E-T-T. There you could find my book, which is Brew A Dream of Waking on Amazon. Or you could find Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, which is kind of on and off again because of the strike. Or you could find me and Kevin on... Solving for X, covering the X-Men animated series. We're almost done with the 90s show, I swear. Two more episodes. We just gotta get recorded. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you can find this podcast at Words of the Witches 
all places words of witches if you're on twitter and we will see you uh for what's coming next thank you for listening <laughs> your destiny still awaits